In order to grow your online business, especially as a busy mom, you have to streamline those processes. But where do you start? Today I'm chatting about three templates to create so that you can grow a business that works for you, not the other way around. So if you've ever struggled with repetitive tasks in your business that take up time and have you recreating the wheel each time they come up, then today's episode was created with you in mind. Let's get started. Hey, and welcome to Mama Business, a workshop-style podcast that helps busy mamas like you navigate the highs and lows of managing a family and having a business dream too. I'm your host, Sarah Brumley. I'm a wife, mama to three, and a hobby blogger turned business growth specialist. It's my job every day to help mamas grow, scale, and thrive in the online business world without sacrificing their family lives. Each episode features real-life talk about home and business, coupled with actionable strategies you can implement immediately. No fluff necessary. So if you are ready to create a bigger impact at home and in business, you are in the right place. This is Mama Business. Well, hey there, and welcome back to another episode of the Mama Business Podcast. I'm so glad you're joining me today as we chat about three templates that I believe you should create as soon as possible in your business, because they're going to help you grow in your business without having to recreate the wheel each and every time you do them. And I've spent a lot of time over the past few weeks chatting with other moms who run businesses online, and I've been listening to what they need and want the most for their own businesses. It's really interesting when you do that kind of research and question asking, because you don't necessarily expect everyone to say the same thing. I mean, we're all different people. We're different moms. We have different business goals and such. But the interesting thing in my interviews was that each and every person wanted the exact same things. So the good news is I'm going to be sharing a lot of solutions going forward that can help them and you, that's bonus for you, right? Get the exact results that you want. But one of the key phrases I heard was a desire to have automated business systems so that um, my market research person, which was a female every single time I talked to females, but she really wanted to have freedom of time to be with her family. Who doesn't want that, right? I mean, no one wants to repeat the same processes over and again when it could be put on autopilot and then you'd have time to do the things that you really want to do. So today I'm going to share three easy to implement templates that I believe every mama in business should create as soon as possible. Of course, these are not the only ways that you can automate your business, and we're going to talk a lot more about other ways in the future, but I do think that these are the most critical to have in place no matter what stage of business you are in right now. Alrighty, so without any further chit chat, let's just jump into it today. The first thing that I believe you should have in template form is standard operating procedures, also known as SOPs. So if you're looking at business books and stuff like that, they will often talk about those as SOPs. But this is essentially anything you do within your business that happens on repeat, whether that's creating, let's say, a piece of content like a blog post or a podcast episode. It could be Um, working on a client project, possibly that you do um, certain types, like I design websites. So I mean, I could have SOPs for that type of thing, or um, it could be anything else within your business that has multiple steps within the process that are repeated each and every time. Obviously, you probably don't need to have an SOP in place for how to check your email or stuff like that, that you just automatically do. And honestly, anybody who would come onto your team in the future, whatever would know how to do as well. It's all pretty self-explanatory, right? 
So in my business, I have several SOPs in place for different things. I have SOPs, like I said, in place for client website projects that I'm working on. I have SOPs for podcast episodes I'm recording and uploading, strategy sessions I'm having with clients, and a bunch of other things, but those are kind of the main ones. And I think a lot of times we can think that this needs to be a complicated process, but it really doesn't. I have created all of my SOPs as checklists. So each time I, let's say, for example, I create a new podcast episode, I just copy that checklist into the folder that the podcast episode is going to be stored in, and then I check off all of the steps as they happen. You can also do this with a project management platform if you have one, but you can also just use a simple Excel or Google Sheets spreadsheet to get the job done. I think it's simpler is sometimes better, but that's okay. Um, When I did start my business years ago, I actually had some of my SOPs in a format where I just print them off and then I would use pencil and write on the piece of paper and that kind of thing. So the idea is that it works for you, not the other way around. We want to work smarter, not harder. So I'm not going to lie. Sometimes it is tedious to document all of the steps of a process that you're working through. So I highly recommend doing this in three steps. First, just go ahead and create a list from memory of everything you can think of related to that activity. So if you are uploading, let's say a podcast episode, or let's say um, maybe let's just go with like creating a blog post, right? Because everybody can kind of understand what that looks like. But if you're creating a blog post, you might just start by thinking, okay, well, I need to write the content. Maybe before that, I need to do some research. Maybe I need to look at my keywords. Maybe I need to think about what my people are talking about or asking about that I might want to answer a question for. Um, But just all of the different steps that you might need in order to get that blog post from start at the very beginning to complete it. Okay. Same with any client activities you're doing, that type of thing. So the second step then is to actually do the activity. Design that website, conduct that client call or whatever you're doing, that blog post, all of those things, right? Whatever you're doing that you're creating that SOP for, do it and then add any steps that you've missed to that list. All right. Should be fairly self-explanatory as you're going through the process. The third thing is to go ahead and use the list. So you've created the list once as you've gone through the process. The next time you have to repeat that process, use that list. You are going to notice very quickly if you've missed things that need to be on the list, steps that you take every single time, okay? Add to that list because um, this is not a one and done thing. It's not. Unfortunately, some things in business can be one and done, but your SOPs will be consistently revisited as you use them, as you change your services, add services, delete services, whatever else it might be. So just consider it a work in progress. But if you can get this initial SOP down on paper, you're going to be so much better off. Okay. So the next question is, why is this even important? Because You might be wondering why you would put all this work in to have these SOPs in place if you are, let's say, like a solopreneur, right? You work by yourself and you're doing all of the things anyways, and you do what you do because it's second nature and you're exceptionally awesome at it, right? But I know that you want to grow your business because you're listening to a podcast all about business growth strategies. And at some point, you're likely going to need to take on an employee or maybe hire a contractor or something along those lines. And having that SOP in place will mean that no one will be confused as to where you left off, 
or what needs to get done in the future in order to maintain the quality result that your clients and customers have come to know and love. That's one reason. And I mean, honestly, that would be my main reason if you are expecting to grow a business outside of just you doing the work. But there are a lot of other reasons for this. And One of my favorites is that as busy mamas working from home, we often get interrupted mid-project. That happens to you, right? Because I am constantly being interrupted. But I know that when I deal with an interruption, it takes me a lot of time to regroup. And without those SOPs in place, I could miss steps in the process that are important for future or have to go back in the future and fix things that I missed, or I might even just need to take additional time to figure out where I left off. So having that SOP in place means that as I'm checking things off, I know that I've completed up until this final step. And then when I come back after being interrupted, I can just go right back to the next step and get started there. So knowing all of that, the first thing that you should have in template form, or we could call it automated form, right? Within your business is your standard operating procedures. And that brings us to the second thing that you should have in template form within your business, which is new client correspondence. Sometimes I like to call this introductory client correspondence, but it's all of the information your new client needs or you need from them in order to be successful and help you get their project or service up and off the ground. This could be contracts you need signed, instructions for what to do next, invoices, and anything else really that's required for you to do the work that they've contracted with you. I'll just kind of walk you through my process and you can kind of see how this looks as far as um, automating. All right. So in my case, I have a standard contract that every marketing client of mine has to sign. That contract doesn't change between clients or very rarely does it change. So I've actually created it in JotForm, which is an online contract signing um, app, I guess, or platform. JotForm then allows me to share that link with my new client so that they can sign and date that form. And then I receive the completed form directly to my inbox. That link doesn't change, so I don't have to recreate any of that form again in the future. All right, so I'm able to just pull that link. I set it in a certain spot, and I always know that that's the link I share with a new client. I also have a standard form that I have every client fill out regarding their desires for their marketing services, as well as any information that they want to provide me or that I need regarding their colors, images, etc. Obviously, I'm designing websites more often than not, so for your business that might be different, but I find that getting as much of that information at the beginning of our time working together helps negate the back and forth later on in the project. Once again, this link doesn't change and I don't have to recreate it down the line. Lastly, I invoice each client for the total amount of their services. I've chosen to use Wave Apps and I've talked about that a lot, but that's my bookkeeping platform and I've been able to add each service I offer to that platform and then all I have to do is enter the new client information, add the services she's chosen, and once again, I have a link I can provide directly to that client. Now, because I'm adding a few client details to that invoice, obviously the invoice is going to change based on, you know, who the client is, that type of thing. Plus I need their name, their information, uh, their email address, all of that. So because of that, this process isn't completely hands-off, but I have the foundation in place so that when I have a new client, I'm not totally recreating it from scratch. All right. Now, how does this all come together? Well, 
Personally, I like to have an introductory call with each potential client. So that's before they've decided they want my services. We discuss details and I take notes. I talk about how I can serve them best, whether I can serve them. A lot of times the situation is above and beyond what I actually offer my own clients so I can refer them to somebody else. But then if they choose to go forward with with their services or the services that I've recommended, I simply send them an email with all of this information. And you guessed it. I already have that email drafted and ready to go. It's a copy paste job. And all I have to do is add any details from our call that might be applicable or might be something that I just needed to reiterate. And then I add the link to the invoice so that they can get started with their services because I already have the link to my contract in that email. And I already have the link to that form that I need for all of their information. All of that's already there. All I'm doing is adding that link to the invoice because I have to make a couple adjustments to each invoice. Now, that might sound like a lot, but by taking the time to get that template and process in place ahead of time, I don't have to recreate the wheel with each new client. And honestly, I save myself and them a lot of time and frustration. Nobody wants to go back and forth via email and make sure we have that last piece that we might need. So this is totally worth it to me. Now, I do know that there are platforms that you can set up to have all of this done for you automatically. Dubsado is one that I've personally used, and honestly, I recommend it. It's great for service-based entrepreneurs. For me, though, the cost was a bit higher than I was comfortable paying each month, and honestly, I kind of found that the platform that I'm you know, the platforms, I guess it would be that I'm currently using are a little bit more user-friendly than Dubsado was. So definitely a personal preference on my end, but ultimately you need to find something that works for you so that you aren't doing the same things over and over again and wasting your time. Whatever your client onboarding process is, just get it to the place where it works for you, not the other way around. As with anything in business, right? So the first thing that you should have in template form or automated within your business is your standard operating procedures. And the second thing is your new client correspondence. That brings us to the third and final thing I'm talking about today, which is your appointment scheduling. And this one's a doozy a little bit for some people because appointment scheduling can be a mess. It really can. But whether it's for prospective or current clients, contractors, employees, or whoever else you might need to schedule appointments with, you need a way to have people schedule appointments with you that doesn't involve you having to go back and forth via email, missing phone calls from each other, or even potentially double scheduling yourself because you forgot to look at your calendar actually and we're just kind of, you know, spewing out a date or a time that might work. Trust me, I know. If it's not on my calendar, it doesn't happen or it gets double scheduled. So one of the best choices I've made within my own business is to have an online scheduling platform that I can simply give a link to and allow others to see my availability and make an appointment. And I give my link to a lot of people. I give my link to clients. I give my link to potential clients, people who want coffee chats, podcast guests. And even on busy weeks, sometimes I give my link to friends who want to schedule playdates. No joke. Sometimes it's easier for them to just jump on my calendar and look and see what availability I might have. And honestly, this saves me so much time and frustration. And then too, because they aren't waiting for me to get back to them, to get on the schedule. And we're not having to do all of this time back and forth, trying to negotiate what might work for you, what might work for me, et cetera. So highly recommend. And personally, I use Acuity Scheduling. I've talked about this on a previous episode, so 
I don't know which one that was. I know I've talked about it quite a bit, but I do know that there are a lot of other scheduling platforms that would work as well. I'm able within Acuity to create different appointment types. And I really love this part because sometimes I have introductory calls that are free and only require 15 minutes of my time. Sometimes I have strategy calls like the mama business strategy calls. And those are client calls with a fee attached to them, which I can actually process directly through Acuity. But those require me to be available for an entire hour. So I can set my regular business hours, but I can even change those hours or adjust them for different appointment types. So I've talked a little bit about batching my time, but if I don't want to meet with new clients on Tuesdays, then I don't. Okay, I don't have to. I can go ahead and block that time out for new client calls only. And then I can still do strategy calls that day or whatever else it might be. Or, you know, another situation could be that I only want to meet with clients or a current or a um, certain type of um, appointment type between 12 and 2, maybe on a certain day or on weekdays or whatever it is. So I can set that as a restriction. And You should be able to do this with any scheduling app you use, but I really appreciate this because honestly, as busy moms, sometimes we're working around nap time or sometimes we can only work or meet people at certain times before our spouse goes off to work or when the babysitter is here. So this is really something I find effective. Um, It There's not a lot of confusion with it. Everybody knows exactly when I'm available and I really love that part. And the best thing is that A scheduling platform, especially, I mean, I know with Acuity, I don't know what it looks like with other scheduling platforms, but it links directly to my personal calendar, which means that when my mom comes to town, which she did last week, which was awesome, but I added that to my personal calendar and then my online scheduling app blocked off that time so that no one could create an appointment during that time frame. That meant that I got to just enjoy my time with my mom. I didn't have to worry about going back and forth with people. They just scheduled something when I had time available in the upcoming weeks. Okay. So that's a really effective way to, you know, get stuff on your schedule, but not have it take over your personal life as well. So if you are looking for a way to streamline and automate parts of your business, this is a great place to start with the scheduling app. And for the price that I pay, I think it's less than, oh man, I want to, it's definitely less than $20 a month. I think it might even be less than 15 For that price, it's totally worth it to me, and I hope it would be totally worth it to you as well. Alrighty, let's do a quick recap. The three things that you should have or get into template or automated form as soon as possible, as soon as possible, okay? These are really important things because they are going to help you going forward. But those three things are, first, your standard operating procedures, second, your new client correspondence, and third, your appointment scheduling. Those are all really important things, Mama. I hope that you will take the time to actually think about all of them. And that's why we are talking now about taking action because action is where dreams turn into the reality. And like I just said, I'm hoping, I'm really, really hoping that you're going to do all of these things that we've chatted about today so that you can continue to move forward and achieve that business growth you've been dreaming of. But I know sometimes we get busy, so if you only have time for one thing, it's this. Start by documenting those SOPs, those standard operating procedures, because the sooner you do, the sooner you can really maximize your growth. And this doesn't have to be an all or nothing thing. You don't have to document every process today, 
But the next time you take on a project or do a repetitive activity within your business, just consider those three steps before you get started, right? You just start by creating that list from memory of everything that you think you need to do. Then do that activity. You're, you're going to be doing it anyways, so you might as well start taking notes as you do it. And then use that list for the next project and the next project so that it becomes habit. And then just keep adding things to it until it feels complete. The truth is that as we discussed in the beginning, we all want businesses that run on autopilot, if only that were possible, right? But in order to see that big growth, in order to keep from sacrificing our family lives now into the future, and in order to keep the overwhelm at bay, because you know, it does feel overwhelming sometimes when we are constantly doing these things over and over and over again. But in order to keep all of that away from us, we have to take steps towards using this time wisely. And creating templates like the ones I just talked about will definitely help you do that. So with that said, I am cheering you on. If you have questions, comments, or anything like that, shoot me an email, hello at sarahbrumley.com. I'd love to chat with you. I hope you have an amazing day, Mama, and I look forward to chatting with you again next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Mama Business. If you liked the episode, please leave a review on the Apple Podcast app. It might seem like a little thing, but it makes a huge difference. And if you have any questions, want to request a podcast topic, or just want to connect, you can find me over on Instagram at Sarah L. Brumley. Remember, it is possible to have your family and your business dream too, as long as you know what to do and when to do it. This is Mama Business.